Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everyone. May the 4th be with you. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. It's Star Wars Day. Something that Star Wars fans kind of willed to make actually official. It is officially Star Wars Day, May the 4th. According to who? According to, yes. Congress? TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen all here with bum, you on your bum, Tuesday bum, bum, Star Wars bum, morning. Bum, bum, and then a new uh, Star Wars animated series comes out today. They got a 70-minute episode, first episode on Disney+. Plus, and it's called, like, The Bad Batch or something like that, which I could have sworn I had that over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, Star Wars cartoons, I'm out. But regular Star Wars, fine. Yeah, the it's called The Bad Batch. It's a pretty funny name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You all judge me if I tell you I've never seen Star Wars? Yes. Yeah, obviously, we'll judge it. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 I talked a little bit about it yesterday, Roush, but... The more I learned about Justin, what a just an absolute he, oddball he is, dude. Yeah, he's a character. And we need to do a little Patreon today. And at a minimum, we need to tell that one story. Yeah. But then he dropped another complete another massive bomb, bomb on yeah. me that I'm sure you've probably maybe, maybe heard. Maybe, maybe. Justin's just full of them. We thought Trevor Kelsey was a weirdo. But no. Nope. But the thing is, Trevor was like a weirdo in that he had. He had a lot of interest. It, like Justin's been places. He's seen things. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. He, he's, he's he's not afraid. Things. He's yeah. not afraid to to go and do and move and shake. Uh huh. And then like you got to like peer pressure him into it a little bit, but where it's kind of a bad luck Brian for Trevor, where it's just like oh that poor guy. Justin seems to like sneakily win a lot in life. Like he <laughs> he things go his Winning. way. But you never except really, you never really know. He's very modest. Except for Star Wars, though, Justin, you're missing out on. I mean, the classics are were, are great. See, Nick, that's all I've done is I've just replaced my Star Wars watching with all those other experiences, and oh, okay. life's just been great. So you're just saying you're not a nerd. I would say if I was like Justin, that I would feel too overwhelmed to even get into Star Wars. Like, yeah. It's just, it's oh, just, absolutely. It's just I'm. It's too gone. Too yeah. far. You're you're hundred percent accurate on that. I'm way too far. It's like trying to catch up to Game of Thrones. I'm just way too far behind at this point. I wonder what the breakdown of hours of Star Wars versus Game of Thrones would be. Cause there is a lot of Game of Thrones too. Game of Thrones just seems more neat and organized, where it's like, okay, you start at season one, episode one. And I know technically people have made lists on like how to watch Star Wars where it makes the most sense, or you're going mm-hmm. in like the right order and whatnot. But when you start out with episodes or with movies and then you come back and you say, all right, these movies are actually before these movies. And then you come back and you're like, all right, these movies are going to be all in between. After these the movies. others. Yeah. And in, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It can get overwhelming. It's overwhelming for me. I have no idea the timelines, if we're just going to be honest. When I was in first and second grade, I don't know if there was a bigger Star Wars fan in the world than Well, that I was when uh, Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. And we didn't realize how bad of a movie that Correct. was at the time, which... Great for us. We're lucky. Did adults think it was terrible at the time? Yeah. I think kids, you're just going to like, well, you know. And Star Wars nerds were like, hey, more Star Wars, even if it is bad. 
And then we get Justin, who's never seen it, and Trevor would camp out, like literally camp out for the new Star Wars. So you're telling me they made yeah. all these movies not in order? <laughs> that makes it even stupid. Yeah. Correct. Not mm-hmm. a really confusing order, but it's just, you know, it's Jedi, stuff yeah, like that. It's good, though. Like, I would recommend, Justin, maybe if you ever have, like, a weekend off, especially go, the, go oh, to town, buddy. There yeah. is 0% chance. Of, I'm, I'm more likely to watch Game of Thrones than Star Wars. Why, why is that? I, I don't know. I just can't get into the whole Star Wars thing. Maybe because everybody else is so crazy about it, and I've always just been one to want to be different. I don't know. I, I, I just cannot fathom sitting down watching that many hours of a, show, or a, a movie that isn't even real. Uh, here's the order. But, uh, Corey, I mean, see, but, that, but that's entertaining. See, ju- that, I guess. Ju- Justin does love his like deadliest catch, yeah. Discovery yeah. reality. I'm more of a reality guy. Have, yeah. you, ever, have yeah. you ever seen Aerial America? I have not. Oh, man. Some people Great. on House of Blue were talking about it just randomly. It was a thread about, I don't even know who, just and about they, basketball they players. America. Yeah, somebody I think was like, if this happens, I'll move to Idaho. And then somebody was like, Idaho's beautiful. I live out here, blah, 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 blah. Aerial America, great. It's the closest thing to a cla- like traditional history channel show that there is out there. So I think you've talked about it, or somebody talked about it on this show. Yeah, Actually, they, it's probably and, me. And I tried to watch it, and I couldn't have access to it. I don't think I had Paramount at the time or something like that. But now I think it's on Paramount. Paramount. I've got it. I watched it. Watched the Hawaii one it's yesterday. Gr- oh, they just take drones to the most beautiful places in each state. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're. I, I feel like my wife and I have turned into part-time furniture builders. So we built that <laughs> desk last week, and then now we're building a new like TV stand, oh, which God. the TV doesn't even actually stand you on. You started is, building nursery things. No, we haven't even got to that yet. Jesus no. Christ! What, what is wrong with you? So like now it's just one you, one weeknight out of a year after we work from set me seven to five, her eight to five, and now we come home and we build furniture for a few hours. See, it's been horrible. But but I got to watch the Hawaii one and then the Virginia one kind of rolled on too, and the Virginia one was really good. I didn't know this. One of the uh, oh, not the Vanderbilts. Who was who? Was some of the other rich dynasties. Carnegie's, Ro- Carnegie's. Rockefeller's. Rockefeller's. All right. Mm-hmm. It was one of the Rockefeller's, I believe, uh, like bought up a bunch of houses in Jamestown, Virginia, but didn't wasn't telling anybody like who it was that was buying them and whatnot. And then he just bought them because he wanted to have like a reenactment center. Now there's over a million visitors there a year. It's cool. I've been in Jamestown. I was like, hey, who does who just like secretly buys houses over the course of decades just so you can turn it into a historic district? Rich people. Rich people. Jamestown also very miserable place to land in colonial gar- like it's just a swamp i've never i've never been there it's uh so the chesapeake river very wide right there so you're kind of just on the basically open shores mm-hmm. and i just i can't Im- the mosquitoes must have been awful oh. like as the somebody water, that considers just humidity oh but it was gross as somebody that considers myself uh i in, intrigued by history a lot of people know a lot more than i do obviously uh, especially colonial and me never been being going to jamestown it kind of kind of bugs me and i had a buddy go to william and mary which is right there oh like, colonial williamsburg is pretty fun second oldest uh university in america behind uh it's harvard right? yes yeah yeah no they can put you in the stocks at colonial williamsburg maybe have an ale my dad, it was before like dark beer was in, and he got, you know, this is what they used to drink in the colonial times, and it really did smell like gasoline. They have that? Yeah. 
Oh, I'd love to have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you would just be like, oh, I just this don't is know great. How I'm going to be able to convince my pregnant wife to go to Jamestown, Virginia. I don't think that's going to. I mean, oh, is no, that the top of her vacation rank? Is that something that you have to do within the next. No, yeah. You just so many you months? drag your kids to it. History lesson. There you go. You know, six, seven years from now. Yeah, but. Maybe even more. Then the kid's probably going to be like not wanting to do stuff. I'll I want to have free reign. I want to do it pre kid so I can do it what I how I want to do. Well, no, no, that's kids have to do what you tell them to. Oh, okay. That's the perks of being a parent. <laughs> TJ, I, I got bad news got for you. You got five months to do whatever you want to do, so yeah. you better squeeze it in. Yeah. Uh, uh, dollar beers Thursday night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the order: of Star Wars, by the way, that they say that to watch in chronological order. Yeah. If you go chronology. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. 32 years before The New Hope. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, 22 years before. The Love Story. Uh, episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, 19 years before. You really just need to watch that one, Justin. First two, kind of, you know, more or less. Solo, A Star Wars Story, about a decade before. What mm-hmm. was that one? Han Solo. It was a fun movie. They have um, okay, was it- uh, uh, Targaryens in that. Daenerys. Amelia Clark. Okay. There was that one movie. that came now out recently that I really liked. Rogue One. That one would be the no, next one I think you would No, watch. Rogue One I hated. Yeah. So this means I liked Star Wars. A you Star like Wars Solo. Story. I like Solo. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then the next one, Rogue One, that ends moments after. Moments it, before. or It ends oh, and it goes right into New Hope. Yes. Yeah. Rogue One ends, goes into A New Hope. Then Episode 5. Empire Strikes Back, then six, Return of the Jedi, Jedi. seven, the fourth, the Force Awakens, eight, The Last Jedi, and then nine, The Rise of Skywalker. That's 35 years after. Which is, man, that one's really bad. People hated that one, right? Yeah. That one. That was, so I was okay with that one. I didn't like Rogue One, and I really liked the Star Wars story. The um, I was entertained by Skywalker, though, and I think people crushed me for that. Well... It was just it was like here let's tie in all these loose ends and it just none of it made sense the, I, and uh. people didn't I mean Trevor he would get all worked up over the eighth one because J J Abrams blah 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 and just complain about people and you know what I can't wait to get these text messages later like you're just blah, blah. it's great I love it uh, but Star so Wars it's really just not okay. as confusing as I thought in terms of the chronological order because it's kind of like hey then the you've crappy got cartoon ones they made shows. You know, you got a lot of stuff. Then you've got the TV show, which is great, Mandalorian, and that's somewhere. Justin, I would highly recommend watching the Mandalorian. That and then then if you like that, you could be like, maybe I'll get into the Star Wars universe, or maybe I'll I'll go ahead and tell you all right now. There's no way in hell that I'm watching all the Star Wars. Twenty five hours and seven minutes to watch them all. That's over a day. Yeah, I'm good. that more or less than Game of Thrones? Definitely less. I will have to figure that out. It's going to be, what, 13 episodes for five seasons, Definitely an hour less, long? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Game of Thrones, bigger commitment. Although better. You're getting more out of I it. I mean, let's be honest. I'm probably not going to watch either. Yep. All right, unless I get, unless we get like the, a blizzard of all blizzards this winter and I'm trapped in my house for a few days, maybe. Oh, like a pandemic. Or a pandemic. Or just... Oh, okay. oh do you remember... Um, that time that Justin had imagination? I can't say that I do. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it, it, non-existent. <laughs> it's got to be real. Mandalorian, Justin. I'll We're check making it. that a KRC. You, I'll you check need, into you Mandalorian. Need, you need to do it. Uh, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Roush, what are we going to talk about today? I hope, I hope, you, you hope you're bringing the juice. Uh, 
But Gates has got a divorce. Everybody wants to talk about that. Oh, yeah. And by the way, oh, my gosh, tying it full circle, Aerial America. They talked about the island of Lanai, which I think is west of Maui and uh, south of Kauai. They said that it's Hawaii overall is like the most wedding destinations anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And I think specifically they maybe mentioned Lanai more than anywhere else, which I would find that hard to believe because it's a pretty small island, but neither here nor there. They said one time somebody rented out the entire island for a wedding. They paid for all the rooms, but there was only 100 guests, so all the rooms stayed empty. They paid for all the helicopters at that island and surrounding islands just not to work, so they just paid them and said, we don't want you all doing anything. And it was for a private wedding where they basically had the entire island, and it was Bill Gates. Hmm. And they and if they can't if their love can't survive, it's dead. When you can buy love a whole island for a wedding, then I don't know what will. They said they can no longer they no longer envision themselves growing together as a couple. They gotta have a weird relationship, right? I just don't. I can't. There's a lot of things I can like imagine and I can think of. I just can't imagine being that rich. And what a family even looks like. Right. Like to me, I'd have the mindset of like, I would just want it to be normal and be fun. But, what's but I just feel like normal? when you have that much. Oh, yeah. That's the you thing. You know, like, and especially because if they were getting married when he was already that rich, I mean, I'm sure they knew each other when he was just a computer nerd with a vision. And he sounds at least like, uh, I know they did a 60 minutes on him within the last six months to a year where he's trying to invest in environmental friendly companies, all that kind of stuff. But he's he's still at work. It's just not as I'm plugged into Microsoft each and every day kind of deal. Uh, and she's very active in philanthropic stuff. Um, she's a philanthropist. I, I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, I got it. But, but I, I, I just can't even see in his house and, hey – you just walk in and the temperature changes or, you know, like all this is crazy. You think you not having to worry about the stresses of life would be ideal for a relationship. You think like that, you, you think that being that rich, you'd be like, oh, I just get to do what I want with my wife. We're going to live happy and we're not going to have any major stresses in the world. But like no rich people ever stay together because well, in reality, it's kind of like, do, and also how much of, of it is like they just want to go be with other people. Maybe they spend too much time together. Could be. I mean, but you got to at that point go to the other side of our luxury mansion, and I won't see you for a month. So Bezos gets a divorce what a year ago, mm-hmm. and then now, so like, is being a billionaire overrated? Maybe we should just be millionaires instead of billionaires. That'll happen tonight. Oh yeah, I got the lottery. Yes, and Justin goes ahead and gets it a day early. Wow, yep. love that. I was feeling lucky or, or yesterday. Good. Glad you're feeling lucky. Hopefully, Kentucky is feeling lucky here soon. Uh, we still don't. My God, I. I That's talk. why I just can't do like the recruiting stuff. I'm. We're only even in May, and like this could still theoretically like, go on for really two more months. I know. Yesterday, I was saying in a month I'll get worried. I'm going to be patient for another month. I am, and that part of that patience is me just like folks. Some of the people Kentucky may get aren't even technically in the portal yet, and then plus some people are going to wait till school's over because they just don't want the awkwardness of being on campus. But once they get home, mm-hmm. never have to see that person again, it's a little easier, as, as crappy as that may be. But let's not be naive. That happens everywhere. I'm I'm less worried about the players. and More, more it isn't the word. The, it, I'm just – how long does it take to get the coaches to get hired? 
my goodness. The Chin Coleman, Orlando Antigua. This news has been two and a half weeks in the making by now. Just slowly, just drip, drip, drip. So that's got to get announced today, right? I almost feel like we're doing like a baby pool on like, when are they going to announce Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman? It's got to be today, right? Everybody, they've said, they've already said goodbye. Everybody knows they're leaving. The job's been posted for the right amount of time. But I don't care. It's going to happen. So what's it really going to change? It makes it feel very anticlimactic. Too. It does. Like I'm not as excited as I was initially because it's like, well, of like course. Chris Fisher's report yesterday, I was okay. I'm, that's a nice scoop for Chris. He's obviously got to put it out there, but it's like, it, folks, how? I mean, we get it. He's coming to conduct. Like these people are coming to UK. <laughs> we know it's happening, and we've known that it's going to be happening for a little while. Uh, it really seemed like it ended the night of the drama of like Illinois has returned an offer, and then it was the next day. I was like, so didn't matter yeah, though. Yeah. Yep, oh, nothing. yeah, he's still going to go to Kentucky. Right. Oh, okay, cool. And then now two weeks later, it's like, just make it official. <laughs> we did get the official announcement of very unofficial news of Davion Mintz going to the draft, leaving the option to return. <laughs> I mean, it's almost as bad as the Olivier Saar press release that I thought had already happened. I thought Mintz had already done. I thought, uh, I figured as much, but like, it was, basically all Mintz says is, Hey, for you folks wondering if I'm coming back or staying, yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> oh, how okay. Now the one thing UK did, I'll give them credit for this. They were they're keeping us on our toes. They released a minute and a half workout video that opens showing Keon Brooks like walking to the gym. And then all of a sudden you see these guys working out, and you're like, oh, so is this going to be some sort of like announcement at the end where they cross their arms and say, we're back. And you're just left for a minute. Tick tock, tick tock. And oh, nothing. It was just a workout video. I'm just happy they put Isaiah Jackson in there just to be like, all right, this is just a workout video. This is not next year's team. This is not like, Hey, these are everybody that's coming back. Cause the fact Isaiah Jackson was in there working out, playing, that's all I needed to know to be like, all right, this is nothing official. This is nothing for people to get their but, hopes over. Our boy Kyle Tucker. Oh, no. He's not letting the Isaiah Jackson dream die. He just always mentions, I can pull up the exact tweet, but he, everybody writes Isaiah Jackson off, and Kyle's not. He's, he's not willing to do that just yet. I need the tweets. Okay, here I need we the go. tweets. I need them now. The exact tweet was, uh, oh, no. Great tweet. Oh, yeah, that's a great tweet. Um, the good news for Kentucky is that I think Mintz, Brooks, and Jackson legitimately haven't decided where they'll play next season. That is also the bad news for Kentucky. All right. I, you know, I, I, he lumped Jackson in there. It's not as egregious as I was hoping for. Because I would love for Jackson to come back. Who wouldn't? You have yeah. to be a complete dingus. But I just, a, I, I can't lump them in together at all. No, I, it's, it's, it's Brooks and Mintz, who it seems like, you know, Brooks is coming back. I've been adamant on the Mintz leaving. I will say this, though. not I'm, I'm not backpedaling or changing my tune. I still think he'll be gone. But if he comes back, I will be pumped about it. I will say the fact that they're like, hey, Davion, we literally don't have any guards. Like, we've got a pretty nice front court. We don't have any guards. It's your show. If you want it, 
don't feel like you're going to have to, you know, share minutes with all these people because they're not here. So that's that's got to be at least a little appealing to Davion Mintz, but ultimately still think he'll want to just not do college anymore. Brooks, my gut tells me, comes back, and then Jackson, no, I've never yeah. been on the train that he would return. But uh be cool if he did. But if Jackson comes back, then it's like, well, what's Brooks is what what is Brooks gonna do? Or does Ware decide to to change his mind? And obviously you would be okay losing those people in favor of Jackson returning, but you know, there'd still be some roster turnover if that were to happen. But yeah, the video, I bet to some degree Kentucky's like, man. We've got such a talented video team. We'd love to do things like this every so often, but anytime we do, everybody freaks out about it and tries to decipher if it means something or if it doesn't mean something. Yesterday's video didn't mean anything. And I was actually kind of mostly impressed with UK fans' reaction of accepting and acknowledging that. And I don't think that if, like, tomorrow Brooks and Mintz said that they were leaving, that you'd have fans freak out and be like, UK messed with us by showing us that video. Yeah, I I think smart brains have prevailed here and that's good uh but it was nice it got me probably it was a cool video it made me excited for definitely i mean oscar sheboy is a is a big dude the thing seems very strong yes a very big gap but also if tradition remains true then nobody's on campus for the month of may not even football team right everybody goes home once the semester ends, Derby week. So yeah, normally that is the case. Yeah, so they'll come back usually the first of June. Nor- yeah, in normal right, years, after how all Memorial this stuff Day, plays right. out, I'm not so sure. But uh, UK is planning for a for a normal fall, so they've said. But uh, what that means for June and the summer session one classes, I I don't know. Roush, I haven't been in college in almost ten years. You know what that also means too. We get to talk baseball. Ooh, Lexington was all. If I lived in Lexington, I would just love the summer because nobody was there. Yeah, was so so the traffic dynamics just change in a major way. Although I wonder how much the pandemic changed that stuff in Lexington as is. But I I've never well I've only lived in Louisville and Lexington, but I've never seen such drastic differences in terms of population between one time of the year versus the other. And bars didn't care about IDs at all in the so, summer. Yeah, nineteen year old Nick had a great time in the summers. I spent one summer where I just lived in Lexington, and oh, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't my healthiest summer. Just Mm-mm. literally would just like wake up, go to the couch, put on the headset, play Call of Duty for. I at least ooh, had like my excuse to hours. be in Lexington was for work, but it wasn't hard work. Oh, I was working for Cats working for Cats Illustrated <laughs> at the time. It was like, oh, I got to go to an interview at four. That'll be <laughs> over at five. It was sweet. It was great. I would highly recommend college students spend one summer in Lexington. Yeah, you probably should get a more demanding job so you get out of trouble, but still, great time. Or go to class like I did. I took, uh, what, eight credits maybe? Oh, that's so expensive, though. So expensive, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had to do it. If you're a slacker in your first four years, you got to do it. I took a few summer classes. <laughs> summer classes were such a joke. There's nobody cared. Oh, uh, yeah, nobody cared at all. Nobody cared. Let's go to a break. Text on in, 502 414 1450-502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC here on Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be back.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Man candy is a disgusting phrase that you should never use, but yet they use that at Duke, and it's appalling, fian- and they should stop. What if your fiance called you man candy? Aren't I would tell her, her man- to stop. You're what if, like, when, when you were courting her, she was like, you're a nice piece of man candy? I would, I would tell her to stop. That, would get, that <laughs> made me really be, uncomfortable. You would be smitten. That, um, that is, you would be um, smitten. Did we, can we turn off his mic, Trevor? That made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know you know, you're uncomfortable with being considered man candy? Yeah, yeah, that's just weird. I think we have a new I nickname for a, Nick. Yeah, I think it's endearing. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. I had forgotten that conversation. Didn't realize you were so... It's such a great reminder. of kind of gives me... It makes you feel icky. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just saw a Jonathan Giovanni tweet. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Has Amoni Bates' development stagnated? What can he do to get back on track? Oh, so he's not the biggest recruit since LeBron when he was, like, in seventh grade? So Why do people keep doing this? What they did, they they gave him his own AU team, and they stink. Because he's he plays with bad players. But why would they give him his own AU team? What is that? What is so, you know, just Aiden, Nike, make him? Probably well, I, I get it if you want to like give let your dad be a coach on an AU team and pay them seventy five thousand, blah blah blah. But th- there's already established AU teams, like right. good ones that can actually you know make you a better basketball player. Right, right. And instead, they played uh, Jalen Duran's team in that last tournament. I would say two weeks ago, right before Derby. And uh, they did not play well at all. Like, it was basically a blowout. Mm. But Jonathan G. Avalone, I mean, he's got one weekend to talk about, you know. Then he decommitted for Michigan State. And what what do people think he's going to do there? G League. (laughs) Is that, like, the guaranteed? That's not the guaranteed, but that's what I've read a lot of. That makes sense. Do you need to decommit to do that, though? I don't think so. Yeah. If well, I mean, if Michigan, you're if you're courteous to Michigan yeah. State, but I can't believe. Are you was, you going to just walk out of a job, Nick? Not put in a two week notice either? Well, jobs and recruiting completely different. No, I mean, not really. If you've committed to somewhere, you're, you've got to decommit before you go somewhere else. Oh, Justin, that's just cute. common courtesy. That's cute. It is a nice thing to do. Justin's right about that. But it's just cute that he thinks that that's how recruiting works. You know, it also, there's no rules in recruiting. It is a nice <laughs> thing true. to do. Is get the 2021 Big Exports Radio golf cart. Come on, I know. I really want to check out. Uh, is it Capital? Capital yeah, in, Old Capital. Old Capital mm-hmm. in Cordon, Indiana. Correct. correct. Yep. Yeah, it sounds immaculate by the way you described oh, it the other awesome. day. It's yeah. awesome. Yep. You can play there. You can play, and that's Old Capital Golf Course, Cherry Run, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. The total is going to come out where you're paying under twenty five dollars a round. With cart included. That's the 2021 Big Exports Radio Golf Card. Very limited supplies this summer. Get yours today at BigExportsRadio.com, 812-725-1457. Like we said, it's a nice thing to do with Mother's Day right on the horizon. And you have Father's Day a Mm -hmm. little later this summer as well. So go ahead, lock in your Big Exports Radio Golf Card, and play some of the nicest courses that the area has to offer for under $25 a round for a Plumley bro, he'd be paying about $5 a stroke. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. Not bad right. at all. Getting his money's worth. 
No, like five cents a stroke. 125 strokes, $25 around. 25 goes into Too early for that, boys. Five. Just not doing that. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you hear what Vince Merrill talked about the other day? Well, we got, we got so, some more Vince Merrill comments. So I saw, I saw your tweet and people, uh, yeah, I, I, I did see it. Uh, big, big dog barking. Woof, woof. See, and, and here's the thing. Uh, I think the last time he, like, like, like some people are, they gravitate to the, we can be a top 10 program type thing and they get all hot and bothered by it. But what really struck me about these remarks is that, a, he's uh, he actually has some some ammunition to talk trash now, like some legitimate ammunition. And whenever he was on this Sunday morning sports show, you know you're going to get a good response when he's like, "You know what? I'm glad you asked that question." And then proceeds to just go on and on about all these other schools. Uh, one of the quotes was, "You guys can do the riddle." Throwing out that we don't put these guys in the NFL, sending them these fake, you're going to get draft- drafted today graphics, and they ain't even had a kid drafted in the last couple of years. You want to leave the state and go somewhere else? When you look in your backyard, there's proof in the pudding right here. We ain't stopped. And he's really just directing some shots at two places. That's a nice little two-for-one special for, for our friends over at Tennessee and Louisville. Pretty sure that's who it's for. Okay. A lot of people were debating who it was for. But the second one, oh, he said, if you're an in-state kid or kid that's within a six-hour radius, you'd be crazy not to come here. That's all I'm going to say. All you got to do is look at the product and look what's happening. Don't look at that fake stuff, people telling you pipe dreams, and then you get to that place and it's like, man, they just sold me a bad car. It's a used, sales, used car salesman that went south. That went south to... Carolina, bum, bum, bum. Apparently, the the fine folks in Gamecock country really trying to pry Dane Key from Lexington, which they can get the hell out of here. Come on, South Carolina. If Dane Key wants to leave Kentucky for South Carolina, then go be it. And just lose a bunch? Like, that's what they do. Yeah. Same with Gavin Whipset wanting to go to Rutgers. With where momentum is for UK football, if you want to leave that, especially go to a place – Rutgers has some recruiting momentum. South Carolina for a new coach splash, they are underwhelming. Yeah, because that you, it was a terrible splash. You want to make not more, a good splash. They are so in the shadows of Clemson, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Like they need a new rival. And I guess South Carolina and Tennessee could pair off. That'd be a nice little fit, not too far away from one another. Well, and they're because both... you can't do you can't really do Tennessee and Georgia anymore. You can't do Georgia South Carolina anymore. You can't do South Carolina Clemson anymore. Tennessee and South Carolina, you, you all go do your thing. Where they're both really hurting, it's not just South Carolina. It's also Georgia's a place they recruit often, and they're good right now. Mac Brown has been the big splash. They can't go to North Carolina and get guys. They're really just That's up a, great, a creek that, without that is, a paddle that is when it a comes to recruiting. Point. Yeah. So, and then you look at Tennessee. Tennessee, they had, I mean, it was a Gavin Wimsett situation, except this kid's even higher ranked, and Alabama got him. Uh, they, I mean, they finally did get a quarterback once they got down to, like, their, you know, fifth and sixth options. But a lot of them, they don't have the big guns to make the big splashes right now because everybody else is winning the arms race right now. They're stuck behind. So now Vince Merrill, he's, he's getting his shots in. At an opportune moment when Kentucky has momentum, and 
I, I love BTI always being the contrarian. Uh, and then, you know, you get what you his, get. His take isn't even clever. Yes, Kentucky football at some point needs to win more games. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, that's kind of the Whoa! Point. Oh, my I gosh! Mean, oh, but nobody could. What a wacky, wonky take. Well, and that's, that's why they made all the changes. And, like, and, I mean, and like, I'm sorry that, like, and the same goes for our friends at the hyperbole. Like, I'm sorry that Kentucky fans are okay during a pandemic season without really having any resemblance of a passing attack, which isn't all Terry's fault. I think the wide receiver play was down as well. And coaching, I mean, yeah. And they still win the Gator Bowl. Sorry. I don't know what you want yeah. Kentucky fans to do. Yeah. Gator Bowl, when Louisville just went to it, was momentous back when Marcus Vick stopped on, uh, Kentucky finished middle Elvis, of the pack in the best conference in football. Yeah. Sorry, Kentucky fans aren't outraged. It's not, not a bad four. So many people want Kentucky fans to be mad about last season, and they just aren't. Like, they, <laughs> I, they we're just not. We don't – we aren't thrilled with it. It wasn't 2018. We understand that. But the attention has been pointed to this season. So, for hyperbole and people like BTI – Wait till this season. If this season ends up being six, seven wins, then Whoa. I think you're going to see the reaction that you so desperately are craving right now. But people are all right with it. They won the Gator Bowl and they finished middle of the pack in the SEC. Beat the crap out of Tennessee. Beat the crap out of Tennessee. You beat, if you beat your rivals, you check a lot of boxes. Yeah. Beat your rivals, win a bowl game. You, I mean, that's. They were mostly competitive with the exception of Florida and Alabama. And, and Alabama right. But the circumstances heading into those games were absolutely nutty for mm-hmm. Kentucky. And secondly, yes, Alabama was better than UK. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> They've had 10 first round draft picks in the last two years. It's pretty impressive. 10 out of 62. That's Just under 20%. Yeah. Um, but, but actually, back to Kentucky to look ahead to the season, though. Part of the reason why there is so much excitement is like, you know what, last year was kind of bad. But, you know, you got the kitchen sink in a 10-game schedule, and then you look at this one, you say, oh, all you got to do is beat Missouri week two, go on the road and beat South – like, you can, you have a very 5-0 and stretch right in the palm of your hands setting up a very fun October. And in a way – We've kind of we we aren't completely like this, but how Louisville is the event, the big event fan base. Kentucky fans have started gearing up for big games in in a similar fashion, and October just can be bananas in Lexington. Well, hmm. I think UK football, for the most part, has done big games as well as I can remember. Like when there's been a Big game that UK fans are excited for, that they feel like they legitimately have a chance to go in and win. UK's atmosphere is SEC level, and, and they they get pumped up and they get ready for it. I don't I I don't think this year's any exception in that regard. What I would like to see, and I think you're seeing maybe a little bit of it, but I'd like to see more of it. I'd like to see the big game atmosphere at UK more in just the average games. Which pandemic year you got to throw out last year? You don't have mm-hmm. you got no clue of really how how that would have looked um, with that season. But I want it more Roush, and I think it'll be that way. But the first game this season, that place needs to be full. 
uh, as full as you can be or as comfortable as you feel being there. But that's where I want to see Kentucky go next is I think they've done the big game well for a long time. And that Missouri game, you're right, that that atmosphere. And maybe that's exactly what I'm talking about because Missouri's not a big name, right? Not right. usually. Right, right. But it's it's – a game that you need to have a good crowd for and beat the snot out of. And it will be. I can yeah. promise you that. It's going to be a really, really nice crowd. And uh, Oh, man. I'm what getting... time do you think that first game's going to be at? Noon. Normally, it seems like UK's first games are early. Yeah, nooners. Uh, Don't understand why. Because usually you get the big slate, so they'll just throw it on SEC Network at noon. Okay. Like, you'll get all those neutral site kind of games, which I know you're fired up. Want some schedule takes? It's embarrassing. Georgia Southern coming to town. Bring on the fun belt, baby. 2029. Woo! September 1st or 4th or whatever day it was. Or Just filling out the, with maximum fun belt. How exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Play the triple option. Actually, I think they might. They'll probably be out of that by then. But they do the quadruple option at that point. They do the uh, read option shotgun kind of version of it. The veer from the shotgun, if you will. Georgia Southern's been good, though. It's 2029, Roush. Who cares? I do. Bring on the fun belt. <laughs> Would it, if if it was somebody that was actually like worth a fart, it'd be like Wisconsin, Utah, talking about games in 2033. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, guys. You don't even know where the programs are going to be at oh, that point. Yeah. It's like Indiana signing Notre Dame in 3031. They could be complete flip flop. Notre Dame could be the bleep show, and Indiana could be probably won't though, right? No, no. We probably got probably an idea won't. that it probably won't be like probably that. won't. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, you you never know. I mean, it's it's. I think it's ludicrous that they book series this far in advance. Oh, and I think the it pandemic kind of showed that it's all just it's unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> All you're trying to do is just get a good value, get a good deal. And like your whatever price you're trying to lock in now is you're hoping that you're you're getting your money's worth when the game comes around. And but imagine scheduling a game in twenty twenty nine you're getting a good price for it, but that's just silly. Ugh, stupid silly. Maybe if they expand the playoffs, things will kind of change in that regard. I don't know. I really love the ten game SEC schedule. Didn't really go in Kentucky's favor as much as we would have liked, but Every Saturday, just being like, oh, another big game, another big game, another big game. And then having kind of like the game that wasn't so big be the South Carolina one. That was a blast, by the way. Folks that went to that South Carolina game, bet you, if you're anything like me, bet you're happy that you did. South so Carolina you is and a I will just fun road atmosphere. Never agree on uh, scheduling philosophies, but yep. I had a good time. I know I wish the schedule was a little bit better, and when you throw in those four cupcake out-of-conference games, those are four easy wins, Roush, so those are nice, too. You need, you need, I get it, you need maybe one or two of them, but Louisville ain't going anywhere on the schedule. There's one. Did you see that they got a Popeye this weekend? Oh, they got Popeye. They got Popeye. They've, they've pulled in a couple uh, nice recruits as Good. of Good, they late. finally got some commitments. They, you know, those poor guys, they needed them. <laughs> But my U of L friends who actually are honest and stuff, the people that I enjoy chatting with, they're they're under the it's like if this season's a disaster, it doesn't even matter. Right. Like these these guys will decommit. The ones that'll stay, do we really, you know, will we want anyways? But yep, they're up to two commits. Popeye Williams and then the quarterback from Alabama, Kaleeb Johnson. Is that another case of a kid uh who's named Popeye because of something he ate as a kid? Not hundred percent sure. He says it says he's from Westfield, Indiana. So this uh, don't you know ever all the Hoosiers? I don't. Then you meet him at the Hoosier. Although weekly? one, of, although one of my good friends in college was from Westfield. Maybe she knows him. 
Westfield near Indy? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Sounds that sounds like that would be the case. Yeah. Uh no, he's a good player. That was a nice pickup for for U of L. But I'm sure again, if U of L has a bad season, then it's gonna be hard to hold on to Popeye. Which legitimately we can hear the thunder outside. We got a huge storm rolling through. I know. I I did a huge. You're not going to like hearing this, Justin, but did a little last minute roush. Like, have you left the house yet? Because I think we're going to have like tornado warnings on our (laughs) way home. And he had already done some stuff with the baby. So I was like, all right, we'll just go in. I'd have been okay with it. It's, uh, oh yeah, I know. It's It's going to get get real nasty all day, I think, and all night, and maybe even tomorrow. I cut the grass yesterday. My landscaping is such a nightmare. We need a landscaping sponsor just so I can use them. Instead, we've got you, you got the twenty five dollar guy. You're getting what you pay for, Terry. He got, took him. So I don't. We said this off the air last week, but the lawn guy paid twenty five dollars to do my yard, which is not quite an acre. I don't know, um, about three fourths of an acre, but. It's and it's a wild jungle. It's stupid, and uh, it takes me if I want to actually do a good job, just a little over two hours. So when they started yesterday during the show, I kept a timer of them, and they do an, they do a fine enough job. I just wish my grass grows really quick. Grass grows really quick in the spring. They took them thirty five minutes. Pretty crazy. Quarter of the time. Yeah, and it was just two of them, and they even did like some weed eating. Pretty impressive. Hmm. Hey, I'm going to do some chip eating at Salsaritas today. Justin's been... Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. I might go today, too, actually. It's a nice kind of stormy weather meal. Just Mm -hmm. getting you nice... Getting wrapped up in a blanket like a burrito when you're eating a burrito. It's the famous (sighs) Kevin Malone. I want to eat pigs in a blanket in a blanket. blanket. I want to eat a burrito wrapped up tight like a burrito. Get Salsaritas burrito. Get their quesadillas, get their tacos on Taco Tuesday, get their wildly addictive chips. But if you're a wimp, don't eat their hot salsa. Just no. like Justin, it's going to be too hot for you. Too hot. So if you like spicy foods, go on and give it a whirl. But know that it was a little too much heat for Hoosier Dingus. They got two locations Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through, so you don't have to worry about getting out of your car and getting wet. And St. Matthews, they renovated, so it's a perfect interior to wait out a storm. Uh, really, really beautiful setup. They've got their nice, clean restaurants and a uh, lot of space, which is also nice. Download the app. It's going to save you money. It's going to save you time. And you'll always get special deals from our friends at Salsaritas. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. We'll be right back. Roll call. I'd really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. I think there's really only three names. Dr. Albert Schweitzer, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, probably, and... Kentucky Roll Call. Would be a great day to hit up the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It is raining all throughout Kentucky. Cats and, and dogs. Uh, good parts of Indiana as well, southern Indiana at least. And then Tennessee's getting hammered. Not a good day to be traveling 65 or 75, 64. 
Just stay home. Be safe. It's nasty out. It's a good day to go hit up your favorite virtual golf range. And if you are in the southern Indiana, Kentucky, Anna, all the Annas area, then it doesn't get better than Bobby Cook Golf Academy. He's got three simulators. You can play pretty much any course in the world. And you can hit the virtual range or get lessons from Bobby himself. They're cheap. They're inexpensive. That's another great Mother's Day, Father's Day gift. Just go get three lessons. If the pricing's still the same, 150 bucks for three lessons, you ain't finding a better deal than that in the area. He can work with people of all ages, any experience level. He will get your swing figured out. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more information. They got a good setup there at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy, and we're happy that we are uh, that we've been able to go check them out, play there. Roush has had an outing there. I've gone there. I've hit the range. Give them a call at 812-913-4415. You want to get into the text line, Roush? Let's do it. 502-414-1450. Golf is a marathon. Well, yeah, around with Plumley Bro is more like two marathons. Get a sticker for your car, bub. Wow. <laughs> It'd be funny if we did do a KRC golf scramble and like the Plumley Bros team won, but they just cheated big time. I think we would probably know. <laughs> we just have to ask him how many shots of theirs he used. <laughs> if it's any more than like four. Any good reason why Canard isn't in any early 2022 mocks or best by position list? He was one of the best offensive line in the league last year. Well, uh, that was by Pro Football Focus. Chris Rodriguez was the second team All-American in pro football focus. That doesn't mean he's going to be second-round draft pick next year. Uh, I just – I don't really go hunting that much when you look this early because they're also probably only going to have like a first-round mock draft and they're not going to go very deep. Uh, he's also played right tackle for most of his career. He dabbled at left as a freshman, but they're only going to pay attention to the high-profile big school left tackles as of now. So I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't get too hot and bothered by it. They probably don't have Wondell Robinson in those lists either, but I'm sure he'll be getting drafted this time next year. So uh, a long way to go before that. There is uh, pretty crazy. So five in 20 after the 2018 season, so I guess the 2019 draft, that was the – previous modern era record it, it tied it and then they usurped it this year the most since 1979 they could beat that record again next year uh so now it comes down to hey uh you've got some talent why don't you go win some win some big games kind of like what we talked about in the last segment and in this case too you actually have some skill guys who'll be up for it like you are you know rodriguez wandale so uh <laughs> Chris Rodriguez, that guy's going to be fun. We didn't really even talk about him that much this spring just because do you need to? Not really because we know he's going to be good. But it's it's going to be fun to see what he can do with the new coaches working with him. Give him, give him the ball a little more. Well, and just Let him spread another his wings. year older and stronger. Yeah. And that's a scary thing for him because he was already really strong and uh, – Smart, smart football player, too, between the ears. So he's fun to watch, but weirdly enough, not the player that won 
national college football writer thinks could win the Heisman from Kentucky. Whoa. I found this to be really, really interesting. SEC spring football overreactions, which the funniest part of it is Kentucky had no reason to have an overreaction because we didn't get to see anything. They get to see a cool recruiting video. Uh, though, and I did enjoy it, and I'm sure recruits did, did too. Did you watch that thing on the network? The All Access? Was there any new access? No, it was just the Twitter videos. and All, like, compiled into one. Yeah. It's just basically, the, and then just, and like, then recruiting interviews. pitches of, you know, why why Kentucky, what the facilities are like, and stuff like that. Great recruiting tool. I, I wanted to see more just because I wanted a spring game. I knew that wasn't going to be a great spring game. They weren't going to show us a spring game. I did think we'd get a little bit more than that, but it was just a recruiting thing. It, it was what it was. But we'll come back. We'll tell you about Barrett Sally's article and whether or not we agree or disagree with it. We have a lot more text to get to as well. Keep them coming in, 502-414-1450. And just remember, if you're driving throughout southern Indiana or Kentucky today, really, really nasty out, so allow yourself some extra time and drive safely. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back for Hour 2 after this. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us. Car Stuff, KY, they have anything for your car and anything for your bike. Car audio, audio installation, remote starts, auto body supply, wheel and tires, bike audio, bike parts, bike detailing, bike repair, anything for your bike. They're at 5725 Bardstown Road, 502-239-9554. We tease this heading out of hour one. Barrett Sally say he wanted to just overreact those are always fun articles because if you're wrong hey it was an overreaction piece if you ever hit one ha you know back in the spring i said to keep an eye out for this he writes for cbs sports and he he's a big take guy too like i feel like barrett sally is regularly getting his takes questioned on twitter or causing stirring up a ruckus if you will I don't. I I thought he was well respected in the college football national community. No, no, he is, but he typically I, says a take that just gets. Oh, I gets didn't. People I didn't talking. realize that there was something about UK last summer that ticked people off, and then uh, he's also him and Wolken are like arch rivals. They are arch rivals. Yeah, yeah. which I enjoy. Uh, he says. Wandale Robinson will be a Heisman contender, and here's what he wrote. The Nebraska transfer and Swiss Army knife will be the ultimate playmaker in the SEC and vault Kentucky back into the SEC East contention. As a result, he'll put himself in the Heisman race and make a push for a spot in New York as a Heisman finalist. Okay, that might be too much of an overreaction, but he used the buzz of spring in Lexington, and when combined with dual-threat quarterback Joey Gatewood, who is a big-time threat running up the middle – 
this Wildcat offense could be extremely dangerous. So that's also the other caveat that I wanted to get to. I didn't know if we just wanted to talk about Wandale first, but figure we'll lump it all in together and see where the conversation goes. Based on what the buzz he's hearing, and that's what we heard, Joey Gatewood beat out Bo Allen this spring. That's what everybody Mm -hmm. would go with. But paints a picture of an exciting offense at UK. That would be well-welcomed. Well-welcomed. I like that. Not poorly welcomed. Well-welcomed. But to to that point, though, as, as much as the buzz is for Wandale, I do think it is. I think it just reinforces that what everybody's heard around here is also the word that's getting out around everywhere else at the SEC. Because, you know, he's probably plugged into some pretty big dogs, and I don't mean that in a very on-the-nose sense, but, uh, you know, people around here talk to certain people. The regional, national media, they talk to other folks, and I'm sure it's just good to hear that Gatewood is the guy as of right now. It feels good to hear something positive about a U.K. quarterback that isn't injury-related. Because, like, literally all we got, this microphone smells so bad, it's hard to fathom. Ooh, mine smell went away. Oh, somebody, maybe they switched. This one is switched them around. hard to even. Oh. Hard to even consume takes. <sighs> somebody was spitting some stinky takes is what somebody was doing. Anyways, lost, losing my train of thought. But that's what it was with Terry. It was like we never really heard, hey, he's actually playing really well and making difficult throws. It was... He's holding up well. He's able to run. He's been tackled. He got up. He's doing fine in that regard. And we just hope that he'd take that next step forward as a thrower and as a passer, and he didn't, and the injury didn't help, and it's a bummer, and we all love Terry, and we'll all remember that 2018 season as one of our favorites, my favorite personally. But it feels just good to hear any buzz, even something as sim- you know, simple as like, hey, Joey Gatewood was good enough to beat out Bo Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Surprised a lot of people, too, Roush. If, we're, if people were handicapping this going into the spring, people thought it'd probably be a Levis versus uh, Bo Allen battle, not the other way around, and that's that's what we got. Right, and that and, – and it was mostly just due to the, the addition at offensive coordinator. You would assume that Cohen would want to get away from the kind of read option zone running stuff with quarterbacks. But that, that caveat of – it was a big time running throw up the middle. I, I wonder what, like exactly how Gatewood would be used running the football, because you we've heard about rolling out and doing some play action kind of stuff, but you would think that there might be other. May, maybe it's limited to just like the the quarterback power stuff in short yardage situations because Kentucky's built for that up front. He's built for that. We've heard the Cam Newton comparisons a bajillion times, and if you just can rely on those little Patriot plays that'll get you two yards every once in a while, then fine by me. Maybe he breaks one every once in a while. But I I still think you would rather Chris Rodriguez handle short yard situations, though. Well, that's, that, that was my whole take on all this, and kind of going back to the end of last hour, is that I think if Kentucky does have a Heisman candidate, which I don't think they will, but if they did, I just think Chris Rodriguez is going to get so many rushing touchdowns, it's going to be hard to ignore that number. Yeah, and I think he, he, he's going to be unstoppable within five yards. Well, because he could have the most productive SEC running back tag on him, and if Kentucky wins enough games, then you the, get that the buzz. Best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, uh, I mean, Darren McFadden, like 
it was very similar with him. I mean, he had m- more years kind of stacked up on top of one another, whereas Rodriguez had the efficiency, but not necessarily the production. We all, he also had, you know, only nine games last year, sit, sent out by COVID, and then just didn't get the ball enough. But you get that buzz when you are on a good team and you're playing well. Hell, Andre Woodson was in Heisman conversations. People forget that. Remember he had the little three shirts? Yeah, the Heisman with the three is really cool. Oh, it's really good. A lot of fun. And then Ooh. just the, the Florida How do you... mistake back-to-back weeks. So, Florida's okay, but then when? All right, we've got to think of Heisman campaigns. What would potentially Juan Dale or Chris Rodriguez's tagline be? Ugh. Whoa! <laughs> I think oh, the man. old Roush just jumped. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a. That was a. I think that's like that the was tower a getting shot by lightning. Some wild situation. thunder. It's, the it, lights are flickering. The whole building here just shook. The lights were flickering, and who knows if we're even on the air? I'll so, go ahead and assume that we are. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like it. Man, I did jump way more than <laughs> I should. You were like looking to get under the table. <laughs> I'm looking around. <laughs> It's like a bomb went off. It was very loud. It really loud. did sound like it was a bomb. very loud. It's a shame we were not simulcast. That was funny. <laughs> I'd be I'd be shamed. I think that was just the radio gods being like, no, let's no, not do a segment you're, talking you're... about Heisman hashtag campaigns. <laughs> see Rod, see touchdowns. No, okay. See Heisman. See, now we're going to get another bomb go off here. Yep. And uh, not not interested in that. But it feels just good to, to hear – nice things about Kentucky's offense. It oh, seems yeah. like it's been too long. And this stretch of Kentucky football has been fun, but anybody that's watched it knows that with maybe the exception of 16, offense really hasn't been the 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 force behind this re this reemergence of Kentucky football. So it's been defense related. And we've been waiting for the offense to catch up. Can't say that Stoops isn't trying, brings in a new offensive coordinator Young guy, not a guy with a lot of experience at that, but uh, maybe somebody that can relate with the players better. I still think Joey Gatewood's going to be the quarterback, though, because I think Stoops just going to love having that, kind of like what Barrett said, though. I think he's going to love having that option of, okay, nothing there. We don't need to throw a turnover here, and instead let's just go get four yards and move the chains and live to see another down. That's why I think ultimately I bet it is Joey. But you know Levis can run a little bit as well. He was I mean, he was Penn State's running option, technically. So he well, that is that is so people weird. forget that. Yeah, we've got to wait so long to see this. God, I'm just not I'm Well, at least we had a spring game to hold us over. <laughs> Let's go back to the text line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texter says, Nick, do you think Baffert is doing something different? Wink, wink. There's a lot of chatter in that space locally. Likely just conjecture, but wanted your opinion as a racing guru. Ooh, Thanks. That's from guru. JT. Justin Thomas? Mm-hmm. He wants to KRC fan? Uh, second best golfer that listens to this show or participates in the show from St. X. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. Yeah. enough ca- caveats there. Yeah. Uh, so the thing about Baffert, and that's part of the reason why I want to hate on him, is because of all the stuff that happened last year in the Arkansas Derby with his horses. Uh, Charlatan and Gamine, who Gamine won on Derby Day at like a 1-5. to five. She got DQ'd for a weird sub. And like, it's not like he's pumping these things for full of steroids. It's basically giving them Tylenol. 
you know, it was anti-inflammatory. So he is giving his horse drugs. But yeah, so Charlton and Gamine both were thrown out, and then you had this tough with Justify in the New York Times, where it was uh, the story came out that Justify had a similar inquiry after the Santa Anita Derby for a bad drug test. Baffert somehow convinced them to throw out the. To, to not use that drug test results, he was clean by Derby when he won it. Um, so it was like, oh, well, th- it, there's just a lot of smoke there. So, and, and and I believe there might have even been something this spring. And that's why I've become more and more of a Baffert hater. It, Medina Spirit feels like a nice exception because the horse was, you know, the kind of underdog story was only bought for $1,000 uh, at auction. So... It's not one of these big-time championship-bred horses that has millions and millions invested in it to become the champion that we want to see. But there, there's just been a lot of, of smoke around Baffert recently that makes me like, oh, this is why people think horse racing's stinky. Got the stink around it. Didn't uh, Wasn't he just saying that Medina was like not a good horse all week? Yeah, he's an overachiever. Because that's part a, of it, that's, that's interesting. He's like the, but he really was the third, fourth, fifth best in his barn this year. Life is good was the guy. It, it ran the fastest speed figure of any race up into of any three year old, maybe up to the Derby. I haven't seen what the Derby was, but it was running in the hundreds, and that that hadn't happened this year. He had two of the four fastest, and then he got hurt something with his foot back in March, so he got taken off the trail. Medina Spirit was his training partner, and he hmm. could kind of keep up with him. So maybe that's where he was able to really develop into not only an overachiever, but a Kentucky Derby winner. Hopefully that answers your question, JT. Another texter, 502-414-1450, says, Nick's new boss throwing these long live ads into all the podcasts is very unbecoming. I miss the old regime. They have a fast-forward button. That. That's what I've never understood on podcasts. Yeah, like it's... It's really... Mean, and I get it. Like it is having to turn your attention away maybe from the office or if you're exercising or whenever you listen. It is having to... You take two seconds and push a button a couple times. But, but I, I almost think... How do we make money? I, well, yeah. That's another thing too. But that's a, like... Hmm. I won't even get into it. But yeah, you got the fast forward button. I mean, the, the thing the about... way to go about it. The thing about the fast forward button though is then you risk... Missing content, like actual content, instead of an nah, ad read. Generally, well, you kind of, and then you gotta, then you gotta rewind to get back to. All right, well then, Justin, you just can't complain about everything. Then, <laughs> then you get, you get like, then either That's listen to the ad and realize this is how businesses operate, yeah. or fast forward it and you may miss two sentences about UK's yeah. four string wide receiver. You're, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's also they, they have thirty second button and fifteen second button, evens it out. Texture says people forget Coach Antigua is in Little Nicky. People do forget. Yeah, we we, we he's got an IMBD page. <laughs> he's he a globe, globetrotter. Yeah, uh, I had certainly forgotten, but I've also don't think I've seen Little Nicky in twenty years. So man, that the premise of that movie was not the worst premise. He just made him the most annoying character ever. I, I still, like, hey, hey, man, man, man. Like, it's still just so don't get bad. why Adam Sandler loves playing these really weird voices. Because <laughs> it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Check out Sandy Wexler. 
I want to see you do that. Uh, he's like a me. The whole movie. Well, that's what he does in Hubie Halloween, too. Okay, yeah, it's pretty similar to Hubie Halloween. That's now that I think about it. what he does several times throughout Billy Madison. Yeah. It's the whole premise of the water boy. Water boy fits, though, because you're in Louisiana, you know? But he doesn't even talk Cajun. Like, what? <laughs> that was your time. That was your moment, Adam, saying when you didn't do it. No, that's the. That's like the thing, if we just really want to be honest with it. It's like he. He loves playing somebody that's like mentally a little slow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that weird? Or is it not weird? Okay. I was having all the characters are likable, but it's just kind of like, man, you, it, yeah, it's interesting. So I don't know how to feel about it. Peel, peeling back the curtain, I had similar thoughts where I was watching a movie in hindsight that I hadn't seen in a long time, and I was like, ooh, this, this feels a little weird now. Mm-hmm. And now maybe this is my woke glasses uh, getting put on, but I'm watching, it was one of my grandmother's favorites, Sweet Home Alabama, classic Reese Witherspoon chick flick, where her dad, he does Civil War reenactments. And in one scene, they just have Confederate flag pillows on their couch. I was like, oh. This- Did you see what James Carville said, the mm-hmm. Raging Cajun? Oh, I did not. But like some of the stuff in that movie, they lay on thick, and I'm like, they they would not get away with that now. But what did the Raging Cajun say? He he thinks that the wokeness has gone too far for Democrats. Oh, good for him. Did you? I heard a story last night. Um, I haven't actually seen it myself, but a, a bar guest last night at the hotel was telling me that the woke people are now on to Cinderella. Oh, I think I had. Did you seen see a headline that? of that? But I don't really know all of it. But Carville, you know. Big, respected. Big dem- yeah, big got, Democrat. Got Bill Clinton elected. I just love hearing him talk. Just in the old school scene, also mm-hmm. also phenomenal. Uh, but <laughs> y- yeah, that's kind of what he was alluding to, Justin. I mean, he didn't say he didn't mention Cinderella specifically, but just how it kind of keeps going and going and going. What's what's it with Cinderella that like she um, don't need to? So the guy came and gave her a kiss while she was sleeping. It was unwarranted. It was Sleeping Beauty. Unwanted kiss. Not Cinderella. Or. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Oh. Well, Sleeping Beauty also tale. though is in like a really I mean, she's cursed. Yeah. Like I think you got to throw all just social norms to the side. I mean, she's been put in a sleeping curse. By witch too, at that very dangerous witch who turned into a dragon. D- can't Sleeping Beauty like conjecture animals to do what she wants? That's problematic. So she's a witch. <laughs> No, actually, I think she just sings, and they like her voice. They do it. They, so they, come, she, they come together. She puts her in a trance. Oh, God, it's like a superpower. So you're dealing with a lot of witchcraft here to begin with mm-hmm. for the woke folks. And I, I will be honest. I don't know exactly what translates over and what doesn't. <laughs> Nobody witchcraft. does. And I slid in a mask remark, and I was just like, you know what? I've talked about the Derby enough with my friends. I'm going to write something. I don't know what. I Man, getting a few days off, trying to write Piece words together. Very difficult. And insert Joe. It's always difficult for you, Roush. But I wrote about the Derby and I was just like, sure. man, it was great to not wear a mask for a little while. Did people and get on you? Did not. Very shocked we didn't have a political fight in the comments section. That's good. Yeah. See, let's just, everybody calm the hell down. We're about to enter summer. I think everybody is about to take a deep exhale this summer. I been hope a, so. Been a long While we're on the politics. Change. Have you seen, you know, Ryan Quarles is probably going to run for governor against Bashir in mm-hmm. a couple of years when Bashir's seat becomes open. 
but Corals have, has been like touring the state, just talking with small business owners, just doing, you know, early round table. Yeah, yeah, just doing the round tables of like, oh, this has been horrible for me and all that sort of deal. But Corals has kind of shifted and positioned a little bit differently where now he's like demanding an open date from Bashir. And it's kind of genius, to be honest with you, in the sense that like it comes off kind of as obnoxious because at some point Bashir is going to open things up. But that's the thing is Corals got out in front of it so much that whenever Bashir actually does pick an open date, Corals can be like, huh, look what I did. Got him to pick an open date. When in reality, you know, he's going to do one eventually anyway. Right, right, right. And it should happen sooner, and I, I'm looking forward to it just as much as anybody else is. Uh, but it, the, the, the politics in Kentucky, Roush, never stops. Oh, and our boy Damon Thayer just had a hell of a derby. Behind-the-scenes picture after behind-the-scenes picture. He was posing with jockeys in the jockeying, uh, jockey locker room, which, oh, of yeah. course, that would be one of the behind. Damon. Hmm. Gets all his privileges. I'm surprised he wasn't in the little house, which they take you on tours there now. The little house, which, by the way, whoever said they didn't see Darren Kennard on watch list, 23rd to the Cowboys in Dame Brugger's first mock draft. Oh, wow. Big old suck it to that texter from <laughs> yeah. a few texts ago. They have him as an OG. Yeah, but the so horse folks, to, uh, they loved it. Oh, and also sure. heard another – okay, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you off the air. Heard another interview of people, and they were interviewing some people just that were so excited about the historic racing. They thought it was real, like, racing with old – Oh, no, they didn't realize just slot machines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Texter says, frosted mini wheats, peanut butter crapped and crunch, cocoa crisp. Forgot about cocoa crisp. Cocoa crisp. They, they had a very weird – just very something about them, just a little off. I, I really like the cocoa pebbles. Was big fan. What of, was a little off about cocoa crisp? Well, it's just like the texture of it's weird, and so when how do I put this? Like they basically stay on top of the milk; it doesn't get completely immersed in it, so you get a weird kind of consistency. I don't know. Just and not for me. I thought you were gonna say they just look like little turd poops. Yeah, yeah. They they do look like rabbit poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they tried off. to go away from that one time by making them like circle, circular and stuff. But yeah, cocoa crisp are good. I don't have an issue with them. Frosted mini wheats get the hell out. Peanut butter Captain Crunch get the hell out. Normal oh, no. Captain Crunch isn't terrible. Pe- no, peanut butter cereals are great. I've mentioned the peanut butter Cheerios here that Kroger makes. Fantastic, absolutely fire, cannon, diesel, all of the above. And uh, even did a little honey nut Cheerioing this morning. What? It's like you know what. Man, you Duke how long have you been be, up, big right? dog? No kidding. 540. Oof. Yeah. Had enough time to snag a bowl of cereal. That's doing good. Get around. Yeah. Well, I figured, hey, he'll eat these too. So, you know, keep him busy. Texter says, hey, fellas, back to Adam Sandler movies. No mention of Billy Ma- – I mentioned Billy Madison or Mr. Deeds. Don't shred me, but 51st Dates and That's My Boy were jams. Y'all need some Sandler. Suck it, Justin. Fifty First Dates might be one of the few good he's normal movies. I was actually she plays the weirdo. I was actually <laughs> the weirdo. She's got a brain injury. <laughs> She's a weirdo because of a tree and a cow. I was actually thinking about the Adam Sandler movies when I left the station yesterday. Fifty First Dates was the first one that came to it's, my it's, mind. It's, I was I was pissed that we didn't bring it. It's up. It's such a good. I, I think it it's has a okay. good amount of chick flick in it. You know where it's like, oh well, this is romantic, but there's a lot of kind of funny in there. Yeah. 
And they're just in Hawaii, which is great as well. Um, he picks. He films a lot of movies in Hawaii. Wouldn't Too you? Smart. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? You'd, I'd take a little cut to have to work somewhere for three months. Oh and, no! Yeah, in Hawaii, that'd be that'd be fine. The with Walrus me. is the best actor in that movie, though. Who also learned? Didn't know this, but in in the aerial America, everything comes full circle. And the episode on Hawaii, when you when I was in Kauai, they tell you about how like Jurassic Park shot here, blah blah blah. Aerial America taught me that there was a hurricane in Hawaii, which are pretty rare when they were shooting Jurassic Park, and some of the shots of like the really bad storm, which you know that's when everything goes down, are actual real shots of just the hurricane in Hawaii, which pretty cool. Like that they just went outside their hotel and they were like, yeah, just film that. We're going to use that in the in the movie. And it's used in the movie. I had no idea, which is kind of neat. Oh, 50 First Dates is a solid movie. It's certainly not one of Adam Sandler's best. Mr. Deeds in that same – I feel like Mr. Deeds, 50 First Dates. I would even put it above that pecking order. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy are like one-two to me. Or they're just like, eh. I just think he has this like tier of middle movies that are all solid. If you're scrolling through on a Sunday afternoon, you may leave it on for a little bit. But I think Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are a notch above everything else, in my opinion. Billy I, Madison's just a classic I would classic even be cast. willing to put Waterboy in that top tier. Because really? I really enjoy Waterboy. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Nick. Yeah. Waterboy is growing on me. I still maybe have it at the top of that next tier with the 51st Dates and Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds good movie. I've got Mr. Deeds towards the bottom. Just funny just how I didn't it kind of like really tailed off there. Like... You know, things just start. like we had a you know long what? stretch had, of good movies. I bet he, I bet he got married and had kids. Mm. You know, is that creative what juices quit flowing. So <laughs> your buddy, you talking to yourself on here? The way down. <laughs> Robert, if you think Rockefeller buying up a bunch of houses for a Civil War reenactment is weird, Google what Disney did to build Disney World in Orlando. We bought a bunch of swamp and didn't tell anybody. Oh, I think what like Rockefeller did was name. cool. I don't think it was weird. I yeah. just think it's cool that somebody would have such a long play to do that. Ooh, did you see what happened at White Castle yesterday? The White Castle. The only White Castle in Florida. They only have one in Florida? It's the White Castle made their return to Florida for the first time in 58 years. How does years. Whataburger feel about wow. all this? They made a trip to Orlando, and folks took four hours to be able to try to get a White Castle cheeseburger yesterday. Four what hours. Dinguses. They hadn't had it in so long. I'm sure there's plenty of snowbirds, too, that try to get down there. The line off the interstate, it keeps going and going and going and going. That's just dumb. White Castle caused a traffic jam. Why? Why? Because they love those tasty burgers. Was ever, so just there's a big stinky gas bubble over Florida today, different than their normal stinky gas bubble that hangs I mean, over Florida. And that, this line, this video this guy took of cars was at 9 a.m. It would have been hilarious if White Castle opened this on 420. Forget Whataburger, TJ. What about Crystals? How are they feeling? Well, Direct what, competition. Whataburger's better than Crystals. Well, no, Crystals and White Castle are the same, though. I mean, they're different because they have different names. That's true. One's a castle. It's like rallies and checkers. Same thing. Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Um, couldn't even fathom that, Roush. Let's go to a break. We've got a lot more text to get to on today's show. 502-414-1450. When are they going to announce these UK assistant coaches becoming official? It's going to be soon, folks. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, oh. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Justin's a big country guy. He knows oh, some yeah. of these songs. I yeah. know all the songs. Yeah, Luke Combs. I, I like Luke Combs. How he, does She Got the Best of Me go, Justin? She Same. Got the Best of Me. <laughs> <laughs> Broke <laughs> my heart. She Got the Best of Me. You know what? That that's an impeccable impression, Justin. For the record, I don't really sing like that. No, you <laughs> you. I mean, that's spot on. That was my country accent. I know we've been a little slow on the Patreons with it being Derby Week, but we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a short one today. But I can promise you, it will be a must listen to story from Justin. With caveats. Uh, what's the caveats? We'll discuss. Oh, we got to record. It, we got to record right after we get off the air, so we'll have to figure it out. It, it's definitely going to be like a Vegas vibe. Like what happens on Patreon stays on Patreon. Oh, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. we like to keep our numbers yeah. so low on Patreon. <laughs> Don't want it to leak too. That, much. that was an intentional thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's just kind of a clubhouse for like the for the cool folks, as we like to call them. Let's get back to the text line. But uh, Roush, you you are also expecting big news for UK this week for basketball, right? Like it wasn't just me yesterday saying. Yeah. I mean, and mine's not really. I mean, they've got to announce these coaches soon. That's right, just I think common right. sense. And then it's like you know how much longer can you wait on some of these recruits that we, at least you know some that you feel like are going to pop at some point. But. Right, right, right. And I would think some of it they're waiting for the coaches to be official, but. <sighs> It, that that's what makes it well. It's really testing our patience, Terry. I think somebody last week texted in and was like, "Do you think that part of this, at least in like a C.J. Frederick situation or an Adam Miller, but he ended up going to LSU, was is Kentucky waiting to you know show that it's not tampering and blah blah blah?" I, I wouldn't doubt if if that is conversations that people behind the scenes have at UK. How much they really care or threatened by it or or worried about consequences from it, I'd say very minimally. But they probably also just want to make sure they're covering their tracks, dotting their I's, crossing their T's, all that good stuff. So maybe. I think it plays a little bit of a role in it, but it just seems like this is the week we've been kind of pointing to towards let's hear some stuff. The coaches, I bet those get announced soon. And then, I don't know, but get get some sort of decision, some new player coming in or some player saying that they're returning. Uh, something this week would seem to be like a good play for UK, and I bet it happens would be my guess. Texter says, Roush, how many mint juleps had you had prior to your WKYT interview? That was WLKY. WLKY, uh, zero. I didn't even have a mint julep till Saturday. That was, uh, that was strictly beers that day, but I did have a healthy amount of beers. What were you being interviewed about? Uh, you know, they just interview like people in the inter- infield. infield. He gets nonsense. his friends and media to come find them, so he gets. No, I, I didn't know. I don't know. I don't have any friends. Nick, by the way, I kind of have a bone to pick with you. So TJ oh. and I were walking around. I guess it would be what the north side of Churchill, TJ. Well, just, when we were heading to the front of Churchill, so we walked past the infield entrance. Yep. And we're walking around the the gate. I swear, Nick, from the time we passed the infield entrance to the time we got to front of Churchill, did not see a single person over 16. Not sure why you enjoy that, but what he was do what, you. what he's referencing is that when we saw people heading into the infield, everybody was like oh, a, t- a, a bunch child. of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they don't hang out by where we hang out though. Okay. Yeah, they and they yeah, also and I pointed out like the big like you know the mosh pit. And I was like, all those people are high schoolers. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe, like, maybe young college. It's, it's like the uh, track around the high school football game 
you know, there's a part where there's high school kids, and then there's like the adults okay. sitting around. Yeah, yeah. Hell, and that. But I you just, are, you I are correct, at, though, that there are a ton of kids that show up to Oaks, but they all, they don't, none of them know what they're doing. I just looked at TJ at one point, and I was like, what in the hell is this? And he goes, that's, that's the infield. That's what mm-hmm. Roush likes. <laughs> no, and I did, when we pointed the mosh pit, I was like, but you see, but the thing is, Oaks, infield versus Derby, it looks so much bigger on Derby. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. At Oaks, it was kind of the mosh pit in the middle, and then like people around the turns, it looked like you would just have that space all to yourself. Right. And then on Derby, the 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 aerial shots seemed like there wasn't a ton of open grass. Yeah, there was. I'm sure the, there was probably more than it looked. But. Yeah, yeah, there was. But you're right, though. It was so odd. Uh, uh, one of our group of, of friends. They're always on the first turn on Oaks, and when I heard they're over there, it's like, oh well, I gotta make the walk and go give them hell. We passed by where the second kind of concrete uh, bathroom uh, bedding window, that complex is built, and we get to the grass, and it's like, wait, where is everybody? It, it was literally just them. They were the only people over there. It was it was bizarre. It's not a bad way to do it and probably never be like that again. No, no, yeah. no, certainly not. Texter says, your kid will be 10 by the time that game happens. Oh, the uh, Georgia, Southern. Georgia Southern game. Or nine, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Matt's hard, but, but it's also weird. To, I mean, when did they, when did they start even doing this? Where they were scheduling years and years and years out in advance? But they've been probably doing that for over ten years. I mean, I remember when we were in college, people talking about games in like twenty twenty one. I was like, eh, yeah, right. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, people forget U of L opens with Ole Miss this year. Idiots. <laughs> Texter says, TC from Lexington. Hey, TC, how are you? Heard the same boom all the way down here the same time Nick jumped out of his pants. I was wondering if you could hear the boom on air. Yeah. Surely you could. That was insane. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> you all think... Classic Ma- gag. You all think Medina was ticked at Bafford, was talking-ish about him? Word on the street Ooh. is that Medina has been partying really hard after winning... My friend saw him at Fourth Street popping, pooping, pooping on the street. Oh my gosh, he must have been really messed up. <laughs> what do you? So what? What's what's the four one one on the Preakness? Who's in? Who's out? What's it uh, all about? I think I think actually we'll start learning more today and tomorrow because you know they give those horses a few days rest, take them out on the track, see how they react. Uh, I I don't know who's going to ship up there or not, other than there's a good chance Medina Spirit will be in there. I would say, uh, you know, so the Derby winner chance. may run in the Preakness. Yeah, wow. yeah. big news. <laughs> That's huge. Absolutely. A texter says, Roush has a horse empire, but had to wait for Reese's Puffs to go on sale. I smell cap. No, it was the B and E Salvage because that was where all of the nicked up and banged up canned goods, all of the groceries that were that couldn't be put on display at the fancy stores, they would go to the B&E Salvage, and that's where Mom would cash in on the cereal golds. It was a gold mine of cereal. It's wild stuff. Yeah. I think they still have one on Preston, but that used to be the spot for cheap cheap canned goods, all the, all the mini raviolis. Mini raviolis from Chef Boyardee, very good. Did an appraisal uh, on Arbor Ave. 
over by your neck of the woods. You no. familiar with where that is? Yeah. I think it's right by the sales. I think I have friends that own a house over there. A little rental? Uh, this was a sale. Arbor Ave does sound like, like that's got to be a nice street. That, that, that's good in product placement or naming slash marketing. Name it a parkway. Sounds much, much prettier. Texter says, TJ talking this cup. Wow, they had cups like this in Hawaii. Roush farted. I heard people that farted in Hawaii. We get it, bro. You went to Hawaii. Good for you. Why, thanks. Just had to make sure people noticed. That was from Johnny. I kind of agree with Johnny. Just just wanted to know how important I was. I know it was from my brother. He's an idiot. (laughs) John here. Good cereal morning to all. You know I really like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Me too, John. It's the best cereal. Hey, how are you with cereal toppings on your pancakes. I believe IHOP or somewhere like that actually has the options. So what cereal would you choose as a topping? We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, that's the thing, Roush. The big thing now is donuts with cereal toppings on them. And I believe we've had this discussion that it's it's a little too much for me. Well, we, one's okay, but yeah, I don't want to do it. We definitely have not had the cereal on pancakes discussion because not. I am not a pancake guy. But if we threw some Cinnamon Toast Crunch on top of it, I might be in. Not a pancake guy. We've yeah, had he we've was, talked he's a about waffle us. guy, but he hates. Pancakes. No, I'm not a I'm not really a waffle guy either. I'm not a sweet breakfast guy. I'm biscuits and gravy all day, every day. Well, you don't. I mean, pancakes aren't sweet. That's Pan- uh, what? It was syrup. Yeah, but you don't have to put syrup. Who's, on it. Who's eat, who in the hell's eating can, pancakes? Or you can go light syrup, so it's just like a little, just a little, you know, uh, kind of moisture. wetness. Yeah, yeah a little, we'll, little wetness. Loop it up a little. But if I had to eat a waffle without syrup, I'm okay with that. See, waffle I could eat without syrup. Pancake, but you know mm. it's like the same thing. Nah, but waffles got a little. They got that little more crunch. It's more like a potato chip. Do you like your waffles crunchy or soft? I like anything crunchy. I'm the same way. Like I'm all right if my bread gets burnt because yes, uh, I'm all love right a good crunch. I, when I get yeah. bacon, I tell them to make it black, and it's gonna be okay. I'm like I'm, literally burn it. Yeah, I'm I'm closer to that. Do you scramble your eggs and kind of get your eggs well done? I'm not a big egg guy. Eggs kind of freak me out. You're a Hoosier dingus. I thought you grew up on. Just I going did, out but and an egg I don't know. Yeah. I go through. I go breakfast. I go through. Oh no, Sparky ate the chicken. I go through weird swings where I really like eggs, and then I'll have like a couple months where I'm like, oh, that was supposed to be baby chickens. I don't like eggs anymore. Oh my god. And then I'll go back to egg. It's really weird. So that's why you get weirded out. It's a weird cycle. But then you'll go to town on wings. True. Yeah. You just don't want the baby to be killed. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Very anti, very anti- pro life. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. pro chicken life. life, of course. And then they get older, and it's just take them to the slaughterhouse. But <laughs> until then, uh, I like my wife likes her eggs so soft and like uncooked that oh, uh, they're like runny. Yeah, but I like mine like a little burnt. And they're so much better. I, I got um, the best taste in the world. So, <laughs> do you like your eggs deviled, Justin? Oh yeah. All right, there is a – you've been to Colonial Gardens, Terry, where they finally opened the new big restaurant, the one that's going to be the kind of centerpiece of this place right across the street from Iroquois Park. Old building, you know, 80 years old, got a lot of history to it. And the, I don't know if it's all the way. you got to check your times. They aren't open all day. They, they're just short staff, soft opening type deal. But they made their deviled eggs. They started with a pickle – then put some of the yellow egg guts, then put the egg, Ew. and then more of the egg guts on top. It Disgusting. So great. Oh, my gosh. I would have been much rather uh, – I probably would have eaten that a lot more likely or if uh, I had the pickle on the egg. 
Ew. Well, that just no, sounds they, like a mess. Well, no, it's just a, a sandwich. It basically is like putting the pickle on the egg, but it, it gives it a nice dill taste. Very good. Interesting. Their burgers were great. Only six bucks. They got a nice sauce that they put on it. Very good. Highly recommend. What the hell is wrong with you all? <laughs> Let's go to our last break. Pickles? You don't like them? I weirdly have some NBA bets for tonight. Ooh. What? What do you think about that? Also, very crazy stat line last night in the NBA. We got to talk about Oh, that. yeah. I, my buddy sent that to me, too. I this is just it. obscene. Yeah. Also, like I can't ever look at the Wizards logo and not rethink that John Wall still plays there. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's something I'll get over, I guess, in time. This is KRC. One final segment coming up next. CJ Walker, Nick Routes, Justin Kaylee. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. God darn it, Mr. Lamar. You use your tongue prettier than Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 961 FM 1450 A. Remember, Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Go to Big X Sports Radio Golf Supply is limited. You're going to want to get on those bad boys while you still can. Also, Mother's Day is Sunday. Genesis Diamonds. That's a place you can go if you want to go big for Mother's Day. Show your appreciation. Everything she's done for you the last 12 months, even your entire life. A gift from Genesis Diamonds is timeless and meaningful, something that will be remembered for decades and decades and decades to come. They've got a special selection of affordable gifts for mom at Shelbyville Road Plaza next to Trader Joe's. thing I like about Genesis Diamonds, you'll walk in, they'll make it easy for you. You can just say, I'm looking for something for Mother's Day. They literally have this big section of -hmm. things uh, because it's kind of, you know, it's kind of tough to have to sort through jewelry when you don't know anything about it like you and I don't, Roush. So it's nice that they – they make it easy for you, Genesis, over there on Shelbyville Road. We had a few more texts funnel in here towards the end. Justin said this was the first show he can remember we hit all of our breaks. Wow. Wow. Uh, not, I'm, I'm with, with, that by. with you here, TJ. Oh, that's rude. When it's just me and Nick, we usually get all the get all the breaks. Blame <laughs> me. Did um did any of you all see Russell Westbrook's stat line last night? <laughs> this yes, man. I did. 20, excuse me, 24 assists, 21 rebounds, 14 points. The Wizards, who he plays for now, shocker, didn't know that, 154, Pacers 141. What? what? But that's basketball? It's uh, Russell Westbrook's fourth season averaging a triple-double. What? Fourth season averaging a triple double. But like how pretty crazy. This man's about to average a triple double for his career. I just don't. It's incredible. How can you score almost three hundred points in a night in run and gun, baby? Without defense, I, I just I, it's the NBA. I'm... You ain't watched it lately, Nick. They don't play defense. Yeah, but one hundred fifty four. Like I, I, when they get into the like one tens and maybe even the one twenties, I'm like, okay, that's a high scoring game, but that's 
combined 50 more points between the two teams. It's that's ridiculous. And I guess was he just getting cheap more? Like I don't I and only 14 points too. I guess credit to him for dishing it out. But that that reminds me of the old Oscar Robertson stats where it's like, how does somebody get 31 rebounds in a night? And then only eleven points. You would think some of those would be offensive and would just be tip ins, but Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Kind of sounds like you're just upset you didn't bet the over. Two, two, two bets I like tonight, and I don't bet a lot of NBA. Sacramento giving five on the road at OKC. OKC has mailed it in. They're terrible. They lost by almost 80 the other night. Did you all see that? I did not. To the Pacers. Yeah. Actually, I do think now that you say that. Almost 80 points. And then I like the Nets to beat the Bucks after that nice game that they had on Sunday. I just don't think the Nets are going to lose twice to the Bucks and – you know, two out of three meetings or two out uh, two two games in three days or whenever it was. So I like the Nets to bounce back and beat the Bucks even without Harden. If everyone else plays for the Nets, I like that. There is also uh, like the Hornets money line against the Pistons, but it's six and a half points. So if you want to stay away from that, I understand as well. There is a uh, big time gambler on the internet right now. He goes by Ben the Better. He's currently in a gambling competition with a four year old. Girl, isn't this the turtle guy? I thought yes. this is the guy so that lost to the turtle. He, well, I think he ended up beating the turtle because somebody was feeding him picks. It was big drama that like redditors with algorithms were feeding him picks. So he the, could turtle? Beat the turtle, no, Ben. No, so, I'm pretty sure he lost to the turtle. Well, now he's going up against a four year old girl, and she went three and oh on the opening night, he went one and two. So, guy sounds terrible. Wong Lee. They She even released a trash talking video where she was playing with turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, we had a, a few more texts get in here. Justin just said, Oh, that's my country accent. Boy, you're from Pekin. That's just your voice. I love how he spelled <laughs> Pekin, too. It's a vegetable. No way. Gotcha. Texter says, Clay Travis has really stepped in it. I saw that Mingus was upset at Clay Travis. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't I'm think those surprised. two said, uh, Yeah, I I will. I I think Clay Travis is in trouble because of I think he just was like I think he either wrote a story or had a tweet on Sarah Fuller being benched in like her Vandy soccer game or something, like getting replaced by somebody else. It is a it, he is weirdly obsessed with that. Obsessed with that. He's got shticks and stuff, and I actually like his pro cop shtick. Like we need. To trust our police, and we don't have enough time to get into all that. So I don't mind that one, uh, but he's got some weird ones, and some of them ain't good. Though his his being going very to get, anti. Sarah, Vanderbilt football asked Sarah Fuller to play for them. Of course, she's going to say yes. What did yeah. she do wrong? Nothing. You know. And then people were inspired by her. So what did you like? I, like? She's a kid. He's like, oh, this is just a publicity stunt by Vanderbilt. It's like, dude, they need all yeah. of the publicity they can get. And even if it is, how is it her fault? Yeah, who cares? How many things in this world are, like, buddy? Just weird that, like, I, I would get it if it was, like, a 45-year-old person that you just didn't see eye to eye with. It's like a 19-year-old Vanderbilt student. So bizarre. It is kind of weird. Uh, so he has stepped in at that texter, and he uh, seen him kind of getting crushed. We're out of time. We're going to record a Patreon. Justin's going to share some stories. What? what? One you're, story. You're, well, some stories. Uh, we can't give you two. We can't give him two stories in one day. Okay, that's fine. You're right, because there's something Plus, else. I don't really know what second story y'all are referring to. Uh, something that I found out. <laughs> and But we'll save that one for another day, I suppose. Right. But this good Damn. one, we're doing the best the, the best one first. 
We'll do that now. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We will see you on Wednesday.